You're listening to Finalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. My name is Chris. And my name is Stephanie. In this episode, we are focusing on the non-canonical, we know it's non-canonical, folks, but obvious love between Cara Danvers and Lena Luthor. We are talking about the subtext of episode 304 of Supergirl, and then everything that happened in our fevered little brains after that. We had to record differently this week in less than ideal circumstances, so I apologize that we don't sound as good as we usually do. Chris tells me that y'all probably don't mind half as much as I do, but I can't help it. I'm very picky about our audio quality, so I'm sorry we don't sound better. We're quite echoey. But also, as a content warning, I'm going to say something inappropriate. You probably don't need a content warning for that. You probably just assume at this point that Stephanie is going to say something inappropriate. However, I should probably be better about giving y'all a warning just in case. So there's your warning. I will probably say something inappropriate. So Chris. That's me. I feel like, I feel like this is a very exciting day. (laughs) Really? Yes. What day is it? (laughs) It's the day that I feel that I can confirm to you that I think, I'm going to confirm my confirmation. No, I'm going to tell you that I think we had confirmation that Cara Danvers and Lee Luther are sleeping together in this episode. Yes. Okay. Okay. So if you'll recall, the first the first scene in which we see Car and Lena, they're strolling into Lena's former office. Of course. Now Sam's. We don't get a firm sense what time of day it is. We could pretend it was the morning. We could pretend it was lunch. Let's pretend it's the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where this is going. I say knowing knowing quite well. <laughs> Continue. So did you notice that jacket that Kara was wearing? I, I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It seems to possibly be the trench coat that Lena was wearing when she did her El Corp renaming ceremony. And, you know, I know I recognize the hallmarks of you spend the night at your girlfriend's apartment and didn't bring all the clothing that you need and you had to borrow something. So, you know, there's sign one. And then on top of that, I said on top of that. <laughs> I know, I heard it. I was like, <laughs> quick, what's a way to work this in? <laughs> you have the obvious, like, you know, suggestive banter with mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the, my boss doesn't like it when I'm late. And Lena turns around and gives her a, <laughs> I'll make you come on time type of look. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on in the episode at Girls' Night... You know, when when Sam asks Kara about her relationship status, what is that look Lena is giving her? That was my question also. <laughs> that, that is clearly a, we're in a secret relationship and Kara can't say anything and I feel a little awkward and I shouldn't look at her, she's so pretty, type of look, you know? Of course. Yes. I, I, I will go one further, though. They are not just sleeping together. I'm pretty sure they're married. Oh, yes. Okay. I would like to hear your evidence that they are married. I mean, everything you just named for one. <laughs> One thing we didn't mention about episode 302, you notice that Kara gave Lena a first day at work gift, the journal. Yes. Because it's a Danvers family tradition. And she is now part of the Danvers family. Is this where you're going? Exactly. Okay. That is precisely it. Because, you know, they got married, which is why Lena was like so flustered and pleased by the gift because it's like yes it's a reminder that they're married they're part she's part of the danvers family now yes yes and she gets to participate in all the little traditions it's so nice exactly like girls night you notice maggie and and alex sharing a seat on the couch Mm -hmm. 
Lena and Kara is sharing a seat. Granted, it's the floor, but still, they're sharing a seat on the floor. <laughs> Couples are paired up that way. <laughs> you know what else was exciting about this episode, Chris? Yes. <laughs> Tell me. Lena wore her hair down. She did. And looked so nice. Because it was girls' night. It was girls' night, so she was she was the softer Lena. Yes. You and I were having a discussion about the way Lena has been wearing her hair this season, because mm-hmm. it's it's sort of... It's up in a bun like it has been before, but it's it's a much sort of it's a much sort of it's it's <laughs> it's a softer style than it was last season when we saw it most of the time. I have a theory about this. Is this a hair theory? It is a hair theory. Okay. <laughs> hair brained theory. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is totally real. Mm-hmm. It's totally mm-hmm. a thing that's happening. Because they are married and therefore spending all their time together. Kara is doing Lena's hair now. Oh. You notice it's much closer to the way Kara usually wears her hair? That's true. See? Hair theory. Hmm. And now that you mention it, toward the end of the episode, when they went to Ruby's recital, like married couples do to support their friends, mm-hmm. they... <laughs> well, they're the cool aunts. They're the cool aunts. Kara's hair was a bit more severely pulled back than she usually wears it. Because Lena must have done it. Lena must have done her hair. Because they're married. Because they're married. (laughs) I approve your hair theory and your marriage theory. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel so validated. So I think on on top of this, I feel it wasn't really in the episode, but I think we can just assume that Alex and Lena have like their own version of the Supergirl cult where it's just they get together and they talk about how wonderful they think Cara Danvers is all the time. I am I am one hundred percent sure this happens. Yes. Over brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe. Maybe. Unless brunches are reserved for Kara and Lena. Well, they're both queer, Lena and Alex, so they can share brunch together. Yes, but you, you described it as also the coupliest. It, it's true. Meals. But it but you can have a bunch of like queer friends go to brunch together, queer meal. Or you can also have couples go to brunch together. It doesn't have to be queer couples. It could just be couple couples. Like okay. any type of couple. Okay. Also a coupley meal. It is both the queerest and the coupliest of meals. So you're saying it's a Venn diagram. Exactly. <laughs> But I would like to say I would I would like to be recruited to Alex and Lena's secret Cara Danvers' great club. I think I would be a great member and have a lot to contribute. Me too. I would talk more about just her belts, though I probably would talk about her belts a lot. <laughs> and then Lena would kick you out because she'd get a little jealous. Probably, but I would just He's like I, this is this is crossing a line. But I, I would make clear to that. Lena that my goal was to get them to kiss, and so probably <laughs> she'd let me stay inside the club. <laughs> I mean. Ask her. <laughs> Find out. <laughs> now I'm just imagining you being too awkward and not being able to talk to her. That's probably more accurate as to what would actually happen, yeah. You're Lena Luther. You might be wearing a belt. <laughs> and it might be Kara's belt. Because apparently, uh, you know, marriage exchange of belts instead of rings. Yes, exactly. Is that a Kryptonian thing? It's a Kryptonian thing. Oh, wait, no, that's a watch thing, isn't it? <laughs> Who knows? Bracelets. Who knows? Look, it can be round, ob- circular objects. <laughs> this is what happens on Krypton. <laughs> Exchange of round things. <laughs> Bicycle wheels. Exchange of round things. Ooh, they did, they did share donuts. They did share donuts. They're totally married, Chris. I won't wear. <laughs> I told you that. <laughs> I'm just realizing how much more evidence your theory has. 
Because it's not a theory, it's just the truth. <laughs> the hair thing, that's a theory. That's a theory. <laughs> Marriage, that is, that is a reality, clearly. <laughs> just to let you know what's going on on our other podcasts, on our Killjoys podcast, which is called The Quad, we recently released an episode in which we were joined by a couple of other Killjoys podcasters. Mark from The Warrant Is All and Kevin from Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. And the four of us, Mark, Kevin, Chris, and I, we discussed the third season of Killjoys as a whole. We talked about the different plot points, the reveals, different character arcs, and then we discussed some things that we would like to see in season four and in the remainder of the series. You can find that episode and figure out how to subscribe to the podcast over on our website, askgenretv.com slash killjoys. So not to spoil the fun, but should we talk about things that happened in the actual episode? I think I need to, because I, I'm so confused about that weirdo story that Lena told at Girls' Night. <laughs> what was happening, Chris? <laughs> um, I'm not totally sure. I feel like Lena was maybe trying to people <laughs> and having issues with... Peopling? With peopling. Okay. I say this as somebody who has trouble peopling. Oh, I have trouble peopling as well. So... I feel like there's there's a few things that I've considered. I think probably primarily, A, the writers were trying to include something about faith to tie into. I don't know if you caught that. That was the theme of the episode, Chris. Really? <laughs> right over my head. Yes. Not really, because it was really obvious. Was really when obvious. I say over my head, I mean hitting me in the head <laughs> with the theme of the episode. Yes. So that was the theme of the episode. So I think they were trying to include something about that in that girls' night scene, and wound up with that weirdo mess of a story. <laughs> well, I'm just like, okay, we're tying it into the story about Kara's faith with a story about Lena finding it attractive that somebody has faith. Mm -hmm. And if Lena were a dude, I would think that would be the writers laying a little hint that, oh, like, oh, Lena finds people who have faith in things attractive. She finds Kara attractive. It's a step closer to will they in the will they, won't they story. Exactly. But knowing what we know, Lena's not a dude. Heteronormativity is terrible. And, and a thing. And a thing. Probably not what they were going for. So then I'm left with, like, is Lena just... I guess she's just horribly awkward. Because like, <laughs> it also kind of reads as a a... a if you were going more subtexty with it, trying to tamp down the fact that she's so attracted to Kara by talking about, oh yes, I was uh, men. Let's talk about the men that I've slept with in my life. <laughs> or except almost. I was gonna say, except she with. didn't. She yeah. almost did. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it, it doesn't even quite. If that was her goal, it didn't even accomplish that. It's a weird story, Chris. It's so strange. Are the writers trying to reinforce her bisexuality? I don't know. That's what I'm going to tell myself. Yeah. I was squirming through pretty much the entire time she was talking. <laughs> you're like, oh, Lena, you're so pretty, but so awkward and weird. Yeah. Our weird little Lena. She needs a hug. She does. But you know where she was not awkward this this episode? Besides when she was looking at Cara Danvers, like Cara Danvers was her favorite snack in the entire world. She felt, she seemed very comfortable doing that. <laughs> to say, when is she not doing that? <laughs> Tell me, I am not sure. Oh, <laughs> 
But when she was not seemingly awkward and being a friend was when she was talking with Sam later in the episode about Sam's motherhood anxieties. Yes, that was a great, great scene. I really appreciated that with Lena sort of scoffing at the notion that Sam was a terrible mother because Lena's like, I know terrible mothers. (laughs) Don't start with me. (laughs) Believe me, you're doing great, sweetie. You know? (laughs) And even if you were, look at me, I turned out okay. Yeah, I think, mostly. <clears throat> a little awkward, but happily married. <laughs> look at her hair. I'm wondering if, if Lena is just feeling, now that she has the one friend, if she's feeling more comfortable reaching out and trying to be friends with Sam. Well, she's married the one friend she has, so she, has she really needs one. a yeah. new friend to actually just be her friend. So yes. this this might be a good start. Yes good starting place for her. There you go. But I also wonder if maybe she felt it was a combination, like, reinforced by the confidence Kara's previous friendship, now marriage, has given her. If she could, you know, reach out and and be a friend to, to Sam because it maybe came through the avenue of, like, business associate first, where she feels a bit more comfortable. I, I think that's probably true. And the fact that this conversation that was not awkward. It was happening in Lena's office or what was Lena's office. Mm-hmm. So Lena's on familiar ground talking to somebody. She at least, you know, seems, seems pretty familiar with, even if there's a sleeping child in the room also, but it, you know, sleeping child is off screen. So may or may not exist. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've made clear on this podcast that everything that happens off screen clearly exists. <laughs> If you have thoughts about Supergirl or Lena Luthor or Cara Danvers or uh, our thoughts, our ridiculous thoughts about them, (laughs) uh, feel free to send them to us. You can do so in a number of ways. You can send us an email at feedback at askgenretv.com. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it to us. You can call us to leave a voicemail at 972-514-7223. You can also get in contact with us on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Phenalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. We have other podcasts about Orphan Black and Lost Girl and Killjoys and some other shows. You can find all of those over at AskGenreTV.com. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>